This week's show is brought to you by Henry's Appliance Repair of Naugatuck, Connecticut. Family-friendly service and a professional attitude. That is what you can expect from the experts at Henry's Appliance Repair. No matter your appliance needs, Henry's is the place to go. Give them a call today at 203-632-8000 or schedule your appointment online at henrysappliance.com slash appointment. Let's talk about conversions. If you are anywhere near the internet, you probably come across this word several times a week, if not a day. Your website needs to convert more. Your ads don't have a high enough conversion rate. How many leads are you converting into customers? What do you do to improve your conversions? It's gone the same way as synergy, engagement, and incentivize, becoming nothing more than a glorified buzzword that nobody even pays attention to, regardless of how important they can actually be. But. It did make me start thinking about this overused term in today's business jargon-filled world. Are conversions really that important? Is it something a business owner should be paying attention to? Well, as a marketing professional, the easy answer is yes. You should always be paying attention to how your business is attracting new customers. Why? Well, to make it as simple as possible, the more you know about what's driving your customer growth, the better you can manage and improve it. Let's say you're running a direct mail campaign to neighborhoods around your business. If you knew the exact number you sent out, well, there's your starting point. Then, every call you get from then on, you ask them how they heard about you. Naturally, some are going to say they found you from a postcard. You may get some other answers from newspaper or from a friend they heard down the street. Regardless, you then compare the number of people who said they got you from the postcard to the number you sent out total. Do some quick math and boom, you come up with your conversion rate for that campaign. Obviously, this is a very simplified example, but it essentially gets the point across. The higher your rate of conversion, the more business you'll be getting. What does this mean? Well, it means that conversions is more than just a buzzword after all. It actually has some meaning behind it, and powerful meaning at that. That begs the more important question. How do you improve your conversions? But, before we get to that conversation, let's jump into this week's news headlines. First up in our headlines this week, business still a sore point in the Connecticut budget battle. This story coming from the Hartford Current, another rough week when it comes to fixing Connecticut's budget deficit without hurting the business community by raising taxes even more. Governor Dan Malloy and the Connecticut General Assembly have been doing their best to accomplish this, but it remains a struggle. Quote, to some in the business community, a budget deal that achieves this by cutting spending and laying off state employees is a start. But with the high-profile departure of General Electric and growing concern about what insurance giant Aetna might do if a planned merger with Louisville-based Humana is approved, Connecticut is still fighting a perception that the state is unfriendly to business. Now, all that being said, it's definitely going to be tough to avoid the increases in business taxes while still agreeing on a lower budget, but it's something that has to be done in order for the state to save face and really remain a place where businesses might want to either stay or move to, hopefully. We talked last week about the rankings from that Wallet Hub survey and how poorly the Connecticut cities ranked in business friendliness. Uh, if this budget can't get solved uh, without uh, raising those taxes and, and continuing to hurt the business economy, um, it's really not going to prove that perception in Connecticut's going to be in a world of hurt when it comes to financials. It's just one thing that we're definitely going to have to keep our eye on as, um, as business owners in the state. Next up, we have 
a much happier story to look forward to. Confidence in U.S. small businesses is rising. This coming from CNBC. Thanks to some optimistic views on the labor market and economic growth, the overall confidence factor in U.S. small businesses has officially risen. Quote, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, the NFIB, said on Tuesday its small business optimism index increased 1.0 points to a reading of 93.6 last month. It was the first increase in the index this year. The index hit a two-year low in March. Uh, despite April's jump, it remained below the 100 rating in December 2014 and its 42-year average of 98. There was also an increase in the number of owners planning to hire workers, with most of the job creation coming in construction, manufacturing, and professional services. Um, it's really nice to see that people are once again feeling a lot more comfortable with the outlook on uh, the small business market. I'm not really sure how much of this has to do with the current presidential election or, or anything like that, especially all the looming local elections that are going to be coming up on a state-by-state -state basis. I know Connecticut, uh, we do not have the, uh, the governor race coming up, but we do have a, a Senate seat opening, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, but no matter the overall or underlying reason for it all, uh, it's definitely something to look forward to as a small business owner and makes us all feel a little more comfortable where we stand, especially in Connecticut. Number three in our headline section, we have something that hopefully can uh, benefit a lot of you small business owners out there. Uh, it's Wells Fargo's announcing their new FastFlex small business loans. Uh, this actually came out earlier this week, but um, definitely wanted to get it in and, and touch on it. This is from businesswire.com. Getting funded as a small business owner really has never been an easy task. Now, though, it can be as easy as the click of a button, according to Wells Fargo. Quote, Wells Fargo today announced the launch of FastFlex Small Business Loans, an online fast decision loan that is funded as soon as the next business day and offers a competitive interest rate to small businesses with short-term credit needs. An innovation built in-house by Wells Fargo, the new loan product will be available in late May to existing customers. The typical FastFlex business loan uh, customer is expected to have a strong cash inflow. Uh, the FastFlex small business loan will be available with one-year terms at amounts ranging from $10,000 all the way up to $35,000 with required payments made on a weekly basis automatically taken out of the customer's business deposit account. Now, this, what Wells Fargo has done here could really become a lifesaver to a lot of small businesses out there and business owners who just really don't have that access to, to capital that business needs in order for it to grow and expand uh, it's no secret that it's never been easy to try and get one of these uh, get one of these business loans I mean to be honest most small businesses do not need a hundred to two hundred thousand dollar capital influx to get things rolling that ten thousand dollars can be stretched a long way and uh, the fact that these are small these micro esque loans definitely allows a business owner who's already doing well to start to take things to the next level so in the show notes, um, I do have a link to that for the press release. Definitely check that out. Now, this next story, um, while this isn't a really Connecticut-focused story, I had a hard time not including it after I came across it. Uh, it is, McDonald's' new menu item has already sold out of ingredients. This story is coming from AOL.com, and yes, McDonald's, the fast food powerhouse that I think you've probably heard of before, has begun selling what they call... Gilroy Garlic Fries at four locations in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, here in a statement from McDonald's, in less than two weeks, our small four-restaurant test of Gilroy Garlic Fries has been a huge success. We are now experiencing a temporary shortage of supplies. 
We are excited about how many people have visited our restaurants to try these fries, uh, and we apologize for any inconvenience to our customers. Now, this is even though they have uh, run out of supplies and can't really sell them anymore um, until they get more, this is a total positive for Mickey D's. If you can recall, they've begun to reposition themselves as a company that's starting to only use fresh, locally sourced ingredients, or at least that's what they've been broadcasting. Um, for the garlic fries in particular, they're using garlic from Gilroy, California, otherwise known as the garlic capital of the world. If you didn't know that, don't worry, because neither did I before researching this story. Uh, we'll see how well this rollout goes, but judging from that, that small sample test that they've had, um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on and hope that it goes uh, a little more outside of the California border because I am absolutely right now in the mood for garlic fries. And rounding out our headlines section for this week, of course we do have to include at least one more Connecticut story because this is, after all, the CT BizCast. Uh, we have a story from RISmedia.com. The CT Realtors Association releases a new ad campaign. This is very interesting from, from what I was able to gather from it. The CT Realtors Association is releasing a new ad campaign that will continue throughout the year, focusing on educating customers and prospective home buyers on what it calls, quote, real real estate advice. The campaign, the company believes, is relatable and to the point. When you're buying or selling a home, it can seem like everyone around you fancies themselves a real estate expert. Your mom, your daughter, and even your roommate from college. They created a series of three social videos and posts to feature on their platforms, and also provide to the individual realtors to use in their own communications. Now, I have seen all three of these videos, and I do, after seeing them, I do think it is a pretty clever campaign, and I do like the way the whole thing was, was put together. Um, it's definitely a short and to-the-point style marketing. Um, they are videos not meant for... Uh, for TV or any of that, but um, they do intend to be shared on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and it's very relatable to the average consumer. I do have a links to them in the uh, in the show notes, so feel free to check out those videos. They're going to be also posted on the CT Realtors YouTube page, and the link to the press release is also in the show notes, so feel free to check that out as well. Well, that will do it for our headline section this week. Let's move into our main topic discussion. This week's discussion topic is one that I've had several questions on throughout my time in the marketing industry. How do companies get their ultimate bang for their buck when it comes to marketing pieces and advertisements? And how can I do the same with my business? Well, to put it bluntly, it's kind of a two-sided answer. The first, obviously, is that they have way more money than you or I do when it comes to this sort of stuff. We're busy worrying about the day-to-day -day expenses like payroll, cost of goods, and making sure we're paying all of our taxes and fees to the state so we don't end up owing more in the long run. When you are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, sometimes even billions, these are no longer your primary focus. So companies like Coca-Cola, Nike, and GE can just throw cash at these big ad agencies and hope they come up with a winning campaign. Those kind of companies themselves rarely focus on the factors that make an effective campaign. They're busy outsourcing this to someone who hopefully knows the industry inside and out. This is an option for some, but it's just not realistic for most, especially with small businesses like us. It's just the way things are. But, like I said, this is a two-sided answer, and that's just one side. You actually have way more options than you think when it comes to advertising and making sure that it's really effective. 
First, think of an ad that you've seen at some point in your life. It could be anything from a billboard to a little square in a restaurant placemat. I'm willing to bet money that whatever the ad was, it had at least one of these following five traits. Number one, strong eye contact. Number two, a smiling person. Number three, a metaphor. Number four, a model or celebrity. Number five, sexual connotations. Now, if yours didn't fall into one of those categories, well, keep waiting by your mailbox for my check. Now, if you did, you've fallen prey to some of the most common psychological tactics that marketers and advertising professionals use on a regular basis. Don't be ashamed or upset. It's just science, and really, we can't outrun this type of science. Each of those five strategies plays off of your mental perception on what is actually valuable or interesting information. The ultimate goal for any ad is to get the audience to do one of two things. Double take or create a lasting impression. A double take is a quick form of response. These ads are better suited for impulse purchases, such as a crazy display near the register at a grocery store highlighting a sale on candy bars. If you double take at the display advertisement, you are much more likely to make a purchase. And, yes, you guessed it, a lasting impression is a long form of response, and is the opposite of a double take. These types of advertisements are designed to create a narrative within the viewer's mind. An example of this would be a video highlighting the relationship between a mother and daughter in an effort to sell beauty or home healthcare products. Basically, if you've seen the P&G commercials highlighting bombs of Olympic athletes, you know what I'm talking about. One thing that you should definitely note is that the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can have a long-form ad also cause the viewer to double-take, and vice versa, and actually kind of makes them a little more effective when that happens. Regardless of the type of ad you're looking to create for your campaign, it will most assuredly be using at least one, if not several, of the categories mentioned earlier. So now let's take a look at each of these categories and see what makes them so important. Number one, strong eye contact. So, we see evidence of this in play everywhere. Remember those paintings when you were younger that seemed to follow you no matter where you stood in the room? That's no coincidence, and neither are the ads that use that same technique. We all have that innate feeling we get when someone's staring at us. You know, from across the room, you get that tingling on your neck, the hair stand up on your arms. It's, it's hard to explain exactly what's happening, but if you have even the slightest amount of social awareness, you know what I'm talking about. Knowing this, it makes sense to use this tactic to grab attention. Picture the famous Uncle Sam ad that the US Army used as a recruitment tool for both World War I and World War II. J.M. Flagg, the poster's creator, had based the design off a British poster a few years earlier of the same man staring and pointing. It has become one of the most iconic advertisements in history. And the strongest feature? Yep, you guessed it. The strong eye contact. Number 2. A Smiling Person Except for a handful of countries out there, a smile is a clear symbol of friendliness, openness, and a willingness to communicate. A smiling person makes people feel comfortable, and that is what you want when it comes to your company's advertisements. Want some proof? Well, while there have been several huge industry studies on the subject, I choose to focus on more real-world examples. In 2012, a software programmer named Alwyn conducted an ABC split test to determine if smiling really had an impact on his sales conversions. For the test, Alwyn had three different banners on his website, one that had a serious facial expression, one with him smiling, and one with him smiling while pointing to the information on the banner. The results? Well, Alwyn's sales rose significantly in both the smiling and the smiling and pointing when compared to the serious expression. In fact, 
his total profits were up an average of 10% for both of the Challenger images. It just goes to show you that a smile can say a lot. Number three, a metaphor. Now, what do I mean by a metaphor? You're as slow as molasses. Whether that's true or not is a story for another day. We're talking about using these types of metaphors to enhance your campaigns. Now, they don't need to be slogans or sayings either. Not every ad is going to have a cheesy headline full of puns and overused gimmick lines. They can be visual as well. When you see an image of a cheetah, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Speed? Quickness? Fast? What about a clock? Time? Ticking? Time sensitive? Hurry up? These all play a huge part of how you are focusing the overall tone and message of the advertisement. Do you want people to act now? Is there a sale that is blowing the doors off your store? Are you coming out with an out-of-this-world new product? Metaphors pique an audience's curiosity and drive engagement, a goal of any successful campaign. Number four, a model or celebrity. Now, this is arguably the most obvious of the tactics used. I mean, we're not dumb. We know when we see a celebrity or model using a product on TV or hocking a new service or credit card that they're getting paid. On very rare occasions, you get honest, no-frills endorsements from a rich and famous person. But it's so rare nowadays that we liken it to a solar eclipse or Halley's Comet. Now, I know what you're saying. How can I get a celebrity or professional model to advertise my small business? My answer? Easily. But you need to do two things first. One, you need to lower your bar. You're not going to get a Kardashian or Samuel L. Jackson to show up and pose for a commercial or online ad for your coffee shop or lawn care company. And two, you need to get creative. Just because you can't get an A-list celebrity or a model to work with you, doesn't mean you're out of luck. You can almost assuredly find a more local celebrity who'd be more than willing to help out. In fact, in certain cases, it's actually more beneficial to have a local hero or famous person endorsing your store or service because people relate to them on a much more personal level. Now, it's no secret that people may be huge fans of Samuel or Kim K, but they can hardly understand what it's like to walk a mile in their shoes. But when you bring in a local news anchor or radio DJ that they listen and watch every day, they have a much stronger down-to-earth persona, which leads to higher conversions from your target local market. Number 5. Sexual Connotations Now, we all know the age-old saying, sex sells. The reason we've heard about this for years is because it's incredibly true. Put it this way, you think you'd be seeing attractive female models shoving cheeseburgers into the face or wearing nothing but their underwear to sell cars if it didn't work? People buy what attractive people are selling. We are genetically programmed to seek out those who we think would be strong mates. It's hardwired into our brains to think this way. Some people have the ability to suppress this more than others, but the overwhelming majority of people you are targeting either can't or choose not to. According to a study done by Ohio State University, men think about sex 19 times a day and women 10 times. It's a lot less than the more commonly believed statistic of every 7 seconds, but it's still a sizable amount. Depending on your company's message and customer base, it's up to you on if you choose to advertise using sexual connotations. It's obviously not for everyone, so make your decision based on what you feel more comfortable with. So, all that being said, if you are looking to increase your campaign conversions and improve the effectiveness of your ads and marketing pieces, definitely try and use the info I've discussed here to the best of your ability. It's just something that you should definitely be paying attention to. Now, if this is something you'd like help with, don't hesitate to get in touch with me on Twitter, at TDFarrell, or through our website, businesssolutionct.com. I do do this for a living and would be more than glad to work with you and create that next great campaign. Also, feel free to head over to the CT Business blog and check out our posts for more of these suggestions and tips. And as always, subscribe and share.